That's the part of worship. Give him praise. Think for a moment, for what can I be thankful? Being thankful means I'm focusing right now to my God who is almighty and all-known and all-powerful. Sometimes you have to turn around from your worries and challenges and obstacles and issues and you turn around and you look upon Jesus. He's the beginning and the end, Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. God, I'm so thankful right now. You have given us the opportunity here in Switzerland, Zurich, to gather as a church. And I don't take anything for granted because you are our Lord and Savior. You are our healer. You came to forgive all our sins and iniquities. And I'm so thankful and I'm so pumped right now that I belong and you belong to the family of God. Our names are written into the book of life. That means eternity has already started in us and you will have the last word, our God Almighty. Can we give Church God the biggest shot of applause right now? Because He's the reason for everything in our lives. Come on. Thank you, worship team. Please take a seat for a moment and also online, please take a seat. I think all the people you're watching online, somewhere around the globe, there's a good friend of mine, He almost every Sunday he listens to our international church from Denver. Can you imagine that real English English listens to a Swiss people English English? That's a miracle. Hey, we have kicked off, kicked off some weeks ago a series about praise and worship and tonight I would love to give you a reason more why it's so important to give God thanks. The title of the message is Everyone Can Be Grateful. 
I believe everyone can be grateful. You know, I think, I don't know, I was, um, the last week I was biking with my Harley Davidson in France, and when I came back after 2,000 kilometers, I, I, we had so many situations where I felt really God's hand was ab above me, not because I'm a very good driver, but I'm not alone on the street. There are sometimes some crazy people too, you know? And I felt like God has blessed me and protected me. And I think you, you're going to the same thing sometimes in life. You say, oh my gosh, God has really protected me. God hands falls upon me. And that's the moment when we start to give thanks to God, right? That's, that's like a no-brainer. Hey, I found a, a funny video clip where a preacher was preaching. And while he was preaching, he almost got killed. And I think after what happened, he was more grateful than before. Here's the clip. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the... Oh God, because joy has come into the world. <laughs> joy has come to the Lord. Well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think after that, he was like, pumped to preach the word of God, whatever. Hey, that dude has so many reasons to give thanks to God. And I think being thankful is also something you can learn. You can learn a language like speaking Swiss German, speaking High German or Frost or Italian or Spanish. Spanish is quite easy. You need a tongue. I think to being grateful is also something we can learn. Stay thankful is sometimes something you have to fight for. You know why? As long as you live a small situation, you have experience where you get disappointed, not only by people, by circumstances. And being disappointed means after a while, we're losing the trust that God is good, that God is able, that God is almighty, that God loves me, really. That means we have to fight to be grateful in our life. The word halal, or call it in Hebrew, havlal, means in the Hebrew language, and that's another a worship style, means to give glory to God, to praise, to rejoice, being loud, shout, to call, not be afraid. Can you imagine I preached this message to the Swiss people this morning? Can you imagine I preached that message in Germany? Being loud, not being afraid. Like David danced in the underwear in front of the, 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 the tabernacle. And his wife was saying, honey, this is weird. And he said, I don't care. In the presence of God Almighty, I'm so pumped. I'm so on fire. That means halal means I'm loud. I don't care about the reaction. I dance, show real and deepest gratitude. That's the halal worship style. It's not a style, not laying on the floor, lifting up my hands. Halal means I am so loud because I am thankful for God, who God is. Come on. If you're going to the church, that church is very loud. It's not a charismatic church. It's only a church who figured out Havalal. It's just one part of a worship style. If you like it or not, it's one style of many different worship styles. I want to give you three reasons uh, why I'm so grateful and thankful to praise God and give God thanks. First of all, we thank God for who he is, for who he is. Uh, my illustration is the boat today, and the boat has three reasons why I'm 
thankful, giving praise to God Almighty. We have to understand a little bit about the Jewish culture because the Bible is written in the Jewish culture also for you and me, but if you skip the Jewish culture, you don't understand so many stories in the Bible. You have no clue what's going on there. But giving thanks to God for who God is starts actually three times a year. God said to the people of God, come to Jerusalem and celebrate all the festivals and the parties. Why in the world has the people of God come three times a year to Jerusalem and celebrate who God is. Because in the Jewish thinking, it's like if you are rowing in a boat, check this out, you're rowing like this. You start somewhere and you're heading to a destiny, right? In the Jewish thinking when they came together to praise God was the message I row backwards into the future. I row backwards into my future but in front of me it's all the deeds and the greatness of God Almighty. And I will never forget where we have started. We started in Egypt as slaves, but we are not slaves anymore, but rowing backwards into my destiny, into my future. This is Jewish thinking. And all the things what happens, like in the day of Pentecost on an Eastern day, was in the setting of a festival. Here is a story about Jesus. The last supper was like in the Pesach meal in Matthew chapter 26, verse 26. While they were eating, like in the Pesach festival, when all the Jewish people were focusing on God Almighty, but rowing backwards into their future. And when Jesus had given thanks, for what has Jesus given thanks? When he is the Messiah, just think for a moment. Even though Jesus, when he was in the Pesach festival, like all the Jewish people, he were focusing on the greatness and goodness and all the deeds of God Almighty. When you're rowing from the boat, you start somewhere, don't you ever forget the beginning, where you come from, but you're rowing backwards into the future. He broke it and gave it to the disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body. I want to ask you a question right now. For so many people, it's very hard to give thanks to God. You say, if you are blessed, if you're going to a strong season, it's super easy to be thankful, to say, Havalah. But what if you're going to a rough season? Jesus was thankful even though he know in some hours I will be, be crucified. It's not like, oh, thank you, God, you're super good. Jesus, no, when I take the Lord's Supper, I see the deeds of God in some hours backwards, I will be crucified on the cross. Being thankful has nothing to do with the blessing or luck or whatever. It's a position you know where you have started and you know where you're heading to. What, is, what picture do you have in your life to be thankful? Jewish people focus three times a year on the goodness of God. 
For me, I love the image of a shepherd. For me, my God is my shepherd. My God is my shepherd and I'm God's sheep. I'm small, blonde, like a sheep. Hey, this week I was driving to Frost in the Frost Alps and all of a sudden, 1,400 sheep passed me and my bike. And here is my story. In the midst, in the street, I was surrounded with 1,400 flipping sheep. French sheep and I was in the middle and I was there I thought this is actually my picture when the people of God gather three times a year they focused on the deeds and greatness of God that certain image who God is but my question is what kind of a picture do you have from God for me my God is my shepherd and I'm God's sheep I'm a little bit blind I'm a little bit stupid but I'm very good to hear God's voice and I think you need also, you have to create like an image or a picture who God is while you're in the boat, you're rowing backwards into your destiny. Hey, Jesus asked a very profound question, and I want to give you a nugget when Jesus was asking question in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 to 15. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? I would love to ask you the same question. Who is Jesus for you? What kind of a picture do you have from Christ? This is very important. I tell you why, because if you're going and you will go into a storm in your life, a rough season in your life, if you don't have a clear image who God is for you, you will drown. Because if the sun shines, it's easy. If it rains, it's another story. And Jesus asked, who do you say I am? Check this out. The response of Simon Peter was always the first guy. Thomas was slow, but Peter was always fast. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And here is a statement. If you acknowledge who God is, then God will make you know who you are. If you 
acknowledge who God is, the shepherd, the light, the healer, therefore give us almighty, all-known, all-powerful, whatever image you have, if you acknowledge who God is, then God will make you known who you are. In the same reply in verse 18, Jesus said, and I tell you, Peter, on this rock I will build my church of the gates of Hades will not overcome you. In the same moment, just think for a moment, Peter was a nobody. He came from the nobody. He was a nobody. He's not even done anything for Christ. He was not even the position because Jesus was still there. But what Jesus was doing then in that moment, he prophesied the real destiny, the recalling, the godly shape in the life of Peter. Hey, so many people, you don't understand what you're doing while you worship God. When I start praising God, I say, God, I acknowledge you are great, you are powerful, you are known. Sometimes the situation is the opposite. You're going to a rough season, but I still proclaim that God is good. God is able. God has the last word. But my situation is messy. But my God will never change his mind, will never change the way he is. Just think for a moment, the devil will always approach you and say, Hey, you're still a sinner, Peter. You're a nobody. You're not even then there. You're looking porn. You have an addiction. You have a sinner. You're struggling. You're not strong. This is how the devil talks. And think for a moment, so many people have labels from people. People give you all the time labels. You are too late, you are too lazy, you are a Swiss guy, it's not a curse. You are from Germany, it's not a curse. Whatever you come from, you are labeled by people, labeled to circumstances, labeled to addictions, labeled whatever you are labeled, 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 labeled. But the moment you acknowledge who God is in the praise and worship, God will make you known who you are. Peter, I don't care what you think about you, what people say about you, you are the rock. This is your destiny. Do you understand why it's so important to create an image who God is for you? Hey, Jewish thinking, you're starting by God Almighty, you are rowing backwards into your future. Point number two, I give thanks to God for what he does. Psalm 9, verse 2 and 3. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wondrous deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing to the praises of your name, O Most High God. Hey, there's so many reasons why you're rowing backwards that God has already done some miracles in your life. Hey, I heard a, an amazing story many, many years ago when I was super young about a person, a person gave him thanks, but this person said, don't thanks me. And that thanks is like your reaction and goes back, 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 back to the starting point of this boat. Here is the story. Marcus went to the grocery store to buy bread. Thank you very much for the bread, Marcus said to the cashier. Oh, don't thank me. 
said the cashier. I only got the bread until you bought it. You must thank whoever begged the bread. Marcus went to the baker and said, Thank you very, very much. Don't thank me, said the baker. I only baked the bread from floor. You must thank the one who gave me the floor. Marcus walked to the mill and said, Thank you to the miller. Don't thank me, said the miller. I was only grinding the floor from the wet grains. You have to thank the guy who brought me the grain to grind. Hmm. So Marcus rode his bike to the farmer and said, Exactly, you know it. Thank you. Don't thank me, said the Swiss farmer. Huh? I only sold and harvested the grain. The grains need other things that make them grow. You have them to thank. Huh? Marcus thought, what makes the seeds grow? What does it take? Ah, the earth, the sun, the rain. Therefore, Marcus said, thank you to the earth, the rain and the sun. Do not thank us. Everyone said, you must thank the one who made us. All right. Marcus looked up and said, thank you, God. And then he prayed. Thank you, God, for the earth, the rain and the sun, and for the seed that grows, and for the farmer. Thank you, God, for helping the miller and the baker for being such a good baking uh, guy. And thank you for the friendliest cashier in the world. Thank you, God, for that super-duper delicious bread. Amen. Finally, Marcus had come to the end of a long line. Hey, I love that story because when you say thanks to a person, it's always a reaction. I think being thankful is very important. But if you say thanks to you, all oh, your shoes are amazing. You say, oh, no problem, this shoe my mom bought. And the mom will say, don't thank me, thank made in China. And made in China will say, no, don't, so thanks to me, say thank to Donald Trump because everything is made in America. And Donald Trump will say, no, no, no don't thank me, thank Uli Muru, that's a Swiss politician. And Uli Muru say, don't thank me, thank, thanks ICF. And then you're in the right position. That means in the end, when you say thanks and it goes so further and straight to the point, where the starting point in every being thankful. That's why when you look at the deeds of God, you are thankful for the one who is the real start. He's your creator. Give thanks in everything because everything starts by God Almighty. That's why when you're sitting in a boat, rowing backwards into your future, you're never losing your focus on the beginning and it's God Almighty. Hey, can you stand for a moment with me, even though if you're online, in this worship series, we always have sing a song together because I not only want to teach you, I think it's very important that we also take the things into practice. They will sing a song called Only Jesus and I think this is the position yourself. When you sing that song, think for a moment, I'm sitting in this boat, rowing backwards into my future. I look to Jesus or to God and see all the deeds and everything what is in front of me. And in the song, the band will read Psalm 148. This is Havlal Psalm. 
The word hallelujah comes from Havalal. Hallelujah is not like hallelujah, richest word. Hallelujah means hallelujah, praise the Lord, come on. That's the root. And we often say, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah is like hallelujah. Psalm 148. And the band will read that song. Just position yourself for a moment. You're sitting in that boat like Jesus, all the disciples, all the Jewish people, three times a year in their festivals. Focusing you on the deeds of God, you're rowing backwards into the desert, and you trust that God knows what He's doing. Let's sing the song Only Cheese as a statement, Havlal, rejoicing, dancing, and I'm so glad about the kingdom of God. Come on, Ben.
praise Him, the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights above. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His heavenly hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all your shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and your waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at His command they were created, and He established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures, and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do His bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees, all cedars, wild animals, and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and women, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens, and He has raised up for His people a horn, the praise of all His faithful servants of Israel, the people close to His heart. Come on, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. for a moment I would love to close with a picture please stand uh, because maybe you heard that message for the very first time say I'm a little confused because I heard about leadership if you're not focusing on the target on the vision you're not able to hit the target right and now you hear for the very first time in the Jewish culture you're rowing backwards into your future it doesn't make sense I know that a lot of people you're confused say, I, I, that's something is wrong But here is a point in Matthew chapter 26, verse 30. 
When Jesus took the Lord's Supper in the Pesach, the Jewish festival where they were looking about the deeds of God, check this out. When they had sung a hymn, they praised and worshiped God. Jesus worshiped God. And you know, when I walk out to the Mount Olives, that will be my last day on earth. Praise and worship, it's a position. But now comes the question, how was Jesus able to finish the race well? There's a missing point in that boat, and that's the Holy Spirit. Because when you're rowing backwards, the Holy Spirit is always in your boat. <laughs> I don't see the future, but the Holy Spirit does. Think for a moment, Jesus got baptized. Two things happened. Heaven got open, and the Holy Spirit came as a dove upon Jesus. And he heard a clear voice from God Almighty. You are my beloved son. God is still in heaven. But the Holy Spirit came down to empower, to help Jesus Christ. We often stop and think Jesus was alone. He was always empowered and led by the Holy Spirit. And please understand that picture in Jewish culture. You were rowing backwards into the future. You're not able to see the future, but you're always focusing, focused on God. But everyone has been led by the Holy Spirit. And you know when you're rowing a boat? Going right means, okay, rowing more like this, and that's the power of the Holy Spirit. We are led by the Holy Spirit. I love that picture. Too many Christians, you think too much about the future. Too much about what's coming. But listen more to the Holy Spirit. He sees the future. He sees the target. He sees the calling. I would love to pray with you. And what would happen if we invite the Holy Spirit into a boat? I know if you're following Christ, you have already the Holy Spirit. That's not my question. But sometimes I have to say to myself, Holy Spirit, please be in my boat. Holy Spirit, please lead me. Please guide me. Even if I'm a stubborn, like a donkey, please help me. Speak loud. Let's close our eyes and let's stand in the presence of God. And I just would love to invite the Holy Spirit right now to join your living boat. The Bible is so clear about that fact. When we give room to the Holy Spirit, He will come. And we are not in a hurry right now. Holy Spirit. You have been sent by God Almighty to be my teacher, to lead me and guide me and teach me. You're correcting me. You encourage me. Please show me the direction. 
Please give me a guardian advice. Because my eyes are fixed, fixed on God and I cannot see my future. I would love to be quiet for a moment and I believe wherever you are, you will hear and you're able to hear the whispering voice of the Holy Spirit. This is really what I believe. of God is reminding you right now about a Bible verse maybe gives you an idea about something who's in the future reminds you about your calling like Peter the rock maybe God gives you an idea to reach a friend who is not saved yet or maybe to do an action step I will love to close that prayer with a thought Yesterday I was on my bike from Italy back home. I was thinking about the message and, and I heard a very simple phrase from the Bible. God was reminding me all the time, the joy in the Lord is my strength. Not the joy in my success, the joy or being, having options, the joy in the Lord is my strength and right now I think for some people that quote that Bible verse that fact it's maybe the reason you came here or you're watching online it's the joy of the Lord is my strength the Lord my God is my strength Not my abilities and my knowledge and my options and my studies. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. If you feel depressed right now, you feel small like a loser or you say my future is not so bright as it should be if you acknowledge who God is God will let you know who you are you are a son and a daughter of the most high God that's your calling it's not a phrase it's a position and if you are a child and God is your father, you are protected. You're more than you think or you can imagine. God's favor and God's hands and God's blessing is above you. 
Can we do the Havalal? Continue in praise and worship God. Maybe you need the Holy Spirit in your boat or maybe you need Jesus in your boat. Maybe you don't see the future. Then just focusing on the deeds of God Almighty. Let's praise Him. Come on, church.